ಯಮುನಾತೀರಾವನ್ನಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧವ ಕುಂಜಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜವಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜವಿಹಾರಿ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಾಗವದ್ಗೀತಾಯೋರಪ್ರಮಾನಂದೇಹರಿಹರಿಭೋ All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories all glories to Shri Shri Guru and Gauranga All glories to you Shila Prabhupad Hare Krishna Thank you everyone for turning up to Sunday feast program Sunday festival program Please uh, repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya ಓಂ ಜ್ಞಾನತಿರಂಧಸ್ಯಾನಂಜನ ಶಲಾಕಯ ಚಕ್ಷುರನ್ಮಿಲ ಜೈನ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮ ಶ್ರೀಚೈತನ್ಯಮನೋಭೀಷ್ಟೈನಭೂತಲೆ ಸ್ವಯಂ ಕದಾಹ್ಯಂ ದಾತಿ ಸ್ವಾಪದಾಂತಿಕ ವಂದೆಯಹಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೋ ಶ್ರೀಯುತಾಪದಕಮಲ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಾಂಸ ಶ್ರೀರೂಪ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾತ ಸಹಗನ ರಘುನಾಥೀವ ಸಾಧ್ವೈತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ ದೇವಾಂಕೃಷ್ಣಪಾದಸಹಗನಲಿತಾಶಾಖಾನ್ವಿತಂಶ್ಚಿಕೃಷ್ಣಕರುಣಾಸಿಂಧು ದೀನಬಂಧುಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶಾಗೋಪಿಕಾಕಾಂತರಾಧಾಕಾಂತನಮಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿ ಪ್ರಿಯ ವಾಂಚಕಲ್ಪತೃಭ್ಯಸ್ಪಾಸಂಧೂವ್ಯವನೇಭ್ಯ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ನಮ ಓಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದ ಕೃಷ್ಣಪೇಷ್ಠಾ ಭೂತಲೆ 
श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिने निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चात्य देशतारिने जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवास आदिगौर भक्त वृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय श्रीमद भागवत गीता यथारूप की जय श्रील प्रोपाद की जय सो टुडे वी रीडिंग फ्रॉम चैप्टर नाइन ऑफ द भागवत गीता व्हिच इज एंटाइटल्ड द मोस्ट कॉन्फिडेंशियल नॉलेज एंड वी डूइंग टुडे टेक्स्ट नंबर फोर्टीन फॉर दोज ऑफ यू नो यू कैन रिपीट विथ मी इफ यू हैव योर फोन्स यू कैन टर्न दिस टेक्स्ट ऑन एंड चैट आफ्टर मी एज वेल रिपीट आफ्टर मी एज वेल सततम कीर्तयन तो सततम कीर्तयन तो मृदव्रत नमस्या नित्ययुक्त उपासते नित्ययुक्त उपासते सततांकर्तयो मतंतृद्रता नमस्या नित्ययुक्त उपासते Please repeat. Anybody? No. Okay. Satatam. Always. Kirtayantaha. Chanting. Mom. About me. Yatantaha. Fully endeavoring. Cha. Also. Dridavrataha. With determination. Namasyantaha, offering obeisances, cha, and, maam, me, bhaktya, in devotion, nityayuktaha, perpetually engaged, upasate, worship. Translation by His Divine Grace, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Please repeat after me. Always chanting my glories, endeavoring with great determination, bowing down before me. These great souls perpetually worship me with devotion. So always chanting my glories, endeavoring with great determination. Bowing down before me, these great souls perpetually worship me 
with devotion, purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. The Mahatma cannot be manufactured by rubber stamping an ordinary man. His symptoms are described herein. A Mahatma is always engaged in chanting the glories of the Supreme Lord Krishna, the personality of Godhead. He has no other business. He is always engaged in the glorification of the Lord. In other words, he is not an impersonalist. When the question of glorification is there, one has to glorify the Supreme Lord, praising his holy name, his eternal form, his transcendental qualities, and his uncommon pastimes. One has to glorify all these things. Therefore, a Mahatma is attached to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One who is attached to the impersonal feature of the Supreme Lord, the Brahmajyotir, is not described as Mahatma in the Bhagavad Gita. He is described in a different way in the next verse. The Mahatma is always engaged in different activities of devotional service, as described in the Srimad Bhagavatam, hearing and chanting about Vishnu, not a demigod or human being. That is devotion. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, and Smarnam, remembering him. Such a Mahatma has firm determination to to achieve at the ultimate end the association of the Supreme Lord in any one of the five transcendental rasas. To achieve that success, he engages all activities, mental, bodily, and vocal, everything in the service of the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna. That is called full Krishna consciousness. In devotional service, there are certain activities which are called determined, such as fasting on certain days, like the 11th day of the moon, Ekadasi, which is today, by the way, and on the appearance day of the Lord. All these rules and regulations are offered by the great Acharyas for those who are actually interested in getting admission into the association of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the transcendental world. The Mahatmas, great souls, strictly observe all these rules and regulations and therefore they are sure to achieve the desired result. As described in the second verse of this chapter, not only is this devotional service easy, but it can be performed in a happy mood. Again, as described in the second verse of this chapter, not only is this devotional service easy, but it can be performed in a happy mood. One does not need to undergo any severe penance and austerity. He can live this life in devotional service, guided by an expert spiritual master, and in any position, either as a householder or a sannyasi or a brahmachari, in any position and anywhere in the world, he can perform this devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus become actually Mahatma, a great soul. Satatam kirtayantumam 
Yatantascha Dhridavrataha, Namashyantascha Maam Bhaktya, Nitya Yukta Upasati. Always chanting my glories, endeavoring with great determination, endeavoring with great determination, bowing down before me, these great souls perpetually worship me with devotion. Om Jnana Timirandasya, Jnana Jana Shalakaya, Chakshuran Militam Yena, Tasmei Shri Guruvayana Maha, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale, Srimate Tamal Krishna, Goswami Dinanda. Hare Krishna. So this is the great boon of the Hare Krishna movement. The Hare Krishna movement was established many, many, many trillions of years ago. Our recorded history that we know of goes back to this breath of Lord Vishnu and two more breaths of Lord Vishnu. So, uh, uh, devotees have studied in the past and even the present devotees, they're always, always doing uh, research work to prove the statements that we make, to make sure that these are well-founded statements. Not just something we like to say, but there's proof. Because really, unless there's proof, unless there's experience, unless there is what they call uh, sustainable experience means not that, like just say for example, one and one equals two. Does it not become one and one equals two at some time? No, that never happens. No matter what the situation, no matter what the time, no matter who is involved, no matter what the place, these are the four variable factors. Time, place, circumstance, person. No matter what happens there, one plus one remains two. Similarly, Krishna consciousness is a science. It is not based on belief. It's not based on whether you agree or don't agree with it. But where belief comes in is in what we prefer to do. What is our desire? Because we are given choices. We are given what is called free will. Every one of us has free will. We have a choice. And there are three choices. Lord Krishna says in chapter 15, text 15 of the Bhagavad Gita, Sarvasichaham riddhisan nivishto mattaha smittir jnanam apohanam cha that I am situated in everyone's heart. Satatam kirtayanto, I mean, aham, sarvasichaham riddhisan nivishto. Now, nivasa, as some of us who come from India know, this word nivas. When is the word nivas used? What does the word nivas mean? It means a home, right? It's a place of residence. Krishna says, each and every one of our hearts is a place of his residence. Now this is an amazing statement. Because if in your house was the richest man of the world, the most powerful man in the world, the most beautiful person in the world, the most knowledgeable person in the world, the most famous person in the world, and the most renounced person in the world, your residence is going to be one heck of a residence, right? I mean, your residence would be the place of pilgrimage for people. There'd be queues and queues and queues of people standing outside waiting to visit inside your home, right? This is Nivasa. San Nivishto. San means... Uh, complete, 
complete residence. Mattaha smittir jnanam apohanam cha. And from him, he says, sitting in his heart, sitting in our hearts, which is here, by the way, this is the physical heart, this is the spiritual heart. There are two souls there, the me soul and the Krishna soul, the I soul. That's I soul is called Paramatma, and we are called Vimina uh, Atma. We are individual souls, like that. So, he is the one, giving us free will, gives us three choices. Smittir, Jnanam, and Apohanam. Smittir means he gives us the choice to actually accept him into our house. Bring him into our house, accept him. Be with him. Have pastimes with him, relationship with him. That is called smittir. Jnanam means to learn about him, to acquire knowledge. That is called jnana. And apohana means to not want him, to be opposed. This word opposition, English word opposition, comes from the Sanskrit word aposanam. Sanskrit is the mother language of all languages, except for the Chinese language. So the Chinese language is actually from another planet. It's not from this planet. Therefore, in a lot of ways, we notice Chinese people act quite differently from others. It's actually in their DNA that they're actually from from Pluto. It is a planet. They don't think it's a planet nowadays. Scientists, but scientists change their mind all the time. Is a Pluto? Pluto is a planet, not a planet. It's going to be a planet again, at some point in the future. You can write it down. They'll say, yeah, it is a planet. According to the Vedas, that's where the Nagalok come from, and that's where they're from. This is why they're very good at gems. Nagalok are the best at gems. Can't beat the Chinese at gems. They're also very determined, just like the Nagalok people. Very determined. They want to do something. Very one-pointed, you know, like that. So, the word apohanam, in Sanskrit, H and S is sometimes... Uh, Interchangeable. Apohanam, Aposanam, Parikhit Maharaj, Parikshit Maharaj, you know, like that. that happens. So these three choices are there. Krishna gives us these three choices. He is giving us those three choices. We can accept him into our home and have a the best home in creation. Or we can think about it, sit on the fence and think, should I, should I not, to be or not to be? We can do that. That's jnana. And you can get completely lost in that jnana because jnana is so deep that you can, it's an unlimited ocean of knowledge, so you can dive in and remain there for billions and trillions of lifetimes and nothing much will happen. You'll only get more confused and more confused and you'll write more and more to try and get out of your confusion. The more you write, the more confused you become. Like a web, a spider's web. The more the fly tries to Struggle in the spider's web, the more it gets entrapped in that spider's web. Or we can choose to say, sorry Krishna, I'm not interested in you. I'm more interested in a Las Vegas lifestyle. Or like they say in India, you know, this Hindi song, Bombay Saya Mera Dost, Dost Ko Salam Kuru, Raat Ko Khao Piyo, Din Ko Aram Kuru. You know, just want to live a life of enjoyment. Just enjoy yourself, that's all. What do they say? Drink, what and be merry? Drink, uh, Drink, eat, and be merry, right? Drink, eat, and be merry. Like that. We can choose. Of course, the better drinking, eating, and being merry 
is if Krishna was in your house, there'd be a lot more drinking going on, a lot more eating going on, a lot more merriment going on. So the Krishna consciousness movement is about how do you bring Krishna into your house, accept him in your house, and have amazing, wonderful pastimes like you see in these paintings. These paintings are the windows to the spiritual world. In this painting behind me, Krishna is tending to these cows and the uh, and the and the and the uh, the bulls and the calves. Now these are not ordinary cows. These are Kamadhenu, or we call Surabi guys. Kamadhenu guy means that it can fulfill any desire. You can touch the cow and ask anything, and immediately it'll it'll manifest. So these are these are not ordinary cows. In any case, in any case. It would be a fact to say that no cow is ordinary. All cows are very, very amazing creatures. They're very amazing. Uh, and so are the bulls and so are the calves. And so, and, and in these pastimes, amazing things happen. Just you can't even imagine what happens uh, because our minds are so restricted to our own experiences or the experience of some other people that we know or might have read of. Our experiences are very, very limited. So, uh, and then you see in the next one, on the other side, he's having a picnic uh, with his friends. And uh, in any of these situations, each of the persons who is in that painting thinks Krishna is only with me. And that's shown in this painting that we have right in front of me here, where Krishna is dancing with his girlfriends. And you can see there's more than one Krishna being shown. So this is Krishna. He, he has this ability to do things in such an amazing way he can freeze time for some people and have a big performance with somebody else and once that performance is over, unfreeze the time and they, they think no time has gone by. You know? One good example is the pastime that's on the other side in the painting where he's lifting this hill and for seven days he created multi-planetary systems below him and all of his uh, inhabitants of Vrindavan went there and spelled ions and ions and ions and ions of time enjoying with him. He just froze the time outside for seven days and then came out and uh, came back uh, um, to this planet again and uh, resumed after seven days his activities. That's Krishna. Krishna can do things that are very unusual. Now we have that experience in this world too. People who are very wealthy can sometimes do things that we cannot do. Right? Like one example is Elon Musk, famous recently as a very wealthy person. You know, he does things like fly into space, go to the, uh, you know, send people into space, bring them back, you know, just, just sending satellites into space and for communications purposes, this, that, and the other. You know, so many things happen that we don't even know. But he has that capacity because he's very wealthy. You see? And so he can hire people with good knowledge, put them together and make something happen that you and I cannot make happen. All of us sitting in this our room together cannot produce a small Sputnik to send out into space. We probably can't even make a, a small rocket. It'll just fizzle out for, after a little while. <laughs> a person who's very knowledgeable, a person who's very wealthy, a person who's very uh, powerful, a person who's very famous, these opulences bring about the ability to do things in ways that are incredible. And Krishna is called Bhagavan. Bhagavan means he who has these six opulences, 
to the complete degree. Elon Musk has it to a certain degree, a very small degree. So small that the people in the demigod world, these are the demigods on the top, you see. These are demigods and demigoddesses. The demigods and demigoddesses, the poorest of them is trillions of times richer than Bill Gates or Elon Musk or whoever you might say. These guys are so wealthy, the poorest of them. So, you know, they understand people on planet Earth are very poor people, you know. And even people on Earth sometimes consider themselves very poor people. They, they call themselves Daridra Narayan, you know. They think they're God, so they're Narayan, and they become Daridra. Daridra means without any support, very poor, helpless. Because God can never become helpless, so there's no such thing as Daridra Narayan, you know. It's like saying white-black. There's no such thing that's a white-black. If it's black, it's not white. If it's white, it's not black. So, uh, you might say gray. Gray has some white and some black in it, but it's not either black or white. So, the point is, if we bring Krishna into our hearts, then we will truly become happy persons. At one time, there was a great meeting that happened and this meeting happened in a place called Nemesharanya. There the sages, the top people of this world got together to consider that now Kali Yuga is coming. What advice would we give to the people of Kali Yuga? Because in Kali Yuga there will be Manda Sumanda Mateo. They'll be, they'll be very unintelligent, very unfortunate, have very little piety in their lives and always facing difficulties, which is what we can see happening around us. So they'll be so troubled. So what can we tell them so they can come out of that situation and have a first-class life? And the answer that was given was Savei Pungsang Parodharmo, Etor Bhaktir Adhokshija, Ahoytuki Apratihata, Yeyatma Suprasiddhiti. That the best activity, the best dharma that anybody can have in this world, Savei Pungsang Parodharmo means the best dharma. For Pungsang, Pungsang means... Uh, uh, the population, the world, living entities. Yator bhaktir adokshija, that if they worship Krishna, if they do bhakti to Krishna, one of Krishna's names is adokshija. Adokshija means he cannot fail. He'll always succeed. So if we're worshipping somebody and being, being uh, uh, attached to somebody who's always successful, then we will also become always successful. Just like if you put an iron filing with a magnet, sooner or later the iron filing is going to become magnetic in its power as well. Ahoytuki apratihata means that we should do this continuously and without any other motive but to please Krishna. Yeyatma suprasiddhiti. That person, those persons will become prasiddha. Prasiddha means satisfied. Su means completely. Completely satisfied. See, until we become completely satisfied, we're going to feel, no, I have to continue. I have to try this more. I have to try this. I have to try that. I still am not comp- not happy because I'm not completely happy. Just like when you're very hungry and you're eating and you eat some, you're not fully uh, satiated. Satiated. You're not. Your hunger is not completely gone. So you keep eating until the hunger is gone. If you're completely satisfied, then you can feel, okay, I don't need to eat anymore. So similarly, life is like that. This is why when people become billionaires, they think that actually it's better to be a trillionaire. And then when they become a trillionaire, they think it's better to become a quadrillionaire. 
then they think it's better to become a, 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 a quintillionaire like that. Like that, they'll keep going. And there was one person, his name was Hirani Kashipu. He became so wealthy, he owned all the three worlds. Now, you can't even put a price tag on that. And then what happened? Now he wanted the kingdom of God. Because he's not fully satisfied, so he's going to keep going. But the only way to become fully satisfied is to have with you in your life a person who can give full satisfaction, who himself is fully satisfied and can give full satisfaction, and that is Krishna. And in this verse, in the, in the purport, Prabhupada explains very nicely, now how do you do that? You do that by chanting the glories of the Lord. Here in this verse we read, Satatam kirtayantama, means all the time glorifying the Lord, doing kirtan. Kirtiyate iti kirtanam. There's a saying in Sanskrit. means when you glorify something, when you glorify someone, that is love. Kirtana means pure love. Its essential meaning is pure love. And the way to get pure love is to glorify. And the glorification process is given by Krishna himself through his greatest disciple, Narada Muni, who explains, Harer nam, harer nam, harer nam, evakevalam. That the way to do, the way to come to the highest process of Krishna consciousness is to always chant the holy names of Krishna, the holy names of Krishna, the holy names of Krishna. And then it's just so that because we are residents of Kaliuga and we don't have much intelligence, we're not very smart, he says, and there is no other way, no other way, no other way. So it makes it very, very clear that this is the process. And this is why we do kirtan in this temple. And this is why we're called the Hare Krishna movement. Because we chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, which is written on the board. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Which means, O energy of the Lord, O all-attractive Lord, O reservoir of all pleasure. Because we are pleasure-seeking entities. And he is the reservoir of all pleasure, the unlimited ocean of all pleasure. Kindly engage me in your service. Service means to express love, because ultimately the purpose of life is to love and be loved, to be happy and to give happiness to other, happiness to others, and finally to be devoted to Krishna and share this devotion with others. This is our process. In this process, we also read these books, which is why these books are here, because those books encourage us to chant Hare Krishna, to do kirtan, and to serve one another in a way that will be very pleasing. Because love is performed joyfully. That is why it says here, happily, done happily. And so if we do that, this is why we have our programs in Hare Krishna. As you can see today, we're glorifying Krishna by speaking about him. We're going to be soon singing and chanting the glories of Krishna. And then we'll soon be having some nice prasadam. We'll all be, always be associating with nice people like this. So by this method, we become more and more endeared to Krishna and more and more we're making our heart suitable for Krishna to come and stay in. Just like if the richest person was going to come to your house, or the most famous person was to come to your house, you'd somewhat prepare your house You'd clean it up a little, set it up a little, make it look a little decent, so that when the person comes in, they feel you really cared about them. 
You gave them a nice place to stay. So similarly, we do these things that purifies our heart and allows Krishna to come in. And then, if you do this process long enough, Prabhupada said it takes about 20 to 30 years. Sometimes he said 30 to 40 years, but 20 to 30 years is pretty good. You will see the results in a big way. In the meantime, you will see some small results. As soon as you come for the first time, I've heard people, first time they came to the program, they did kirtan, and they said, wow, that was nice. It was blissful. It was nice talking to the person who's sitting on the altar. Who is he? Why is he sitting so still? Why doesn't he say anything? Looks like such a nice person. I spoke to him, and then I felt like he was listening to me. He heard me. See, in this world, when you talk to people, they don't really like to listen because they also want to talk. You know? They say the best people are the ones who listen best. So in his case, he's a very good listener because he doesn't say anything, he just listens. And actually, he does respond. He actually responds. This is why we should pray to him, talk to him, share our intimate feelings, so that we can actually feel in our lives there's reciprocation going on, like that. So all of these processes, and then doing some service at the temple, because it's the house of the Lord. If you do service at the house of the Lord, then obviously you become a member of the Lord's household. So things like that. Doing these things actually help us to become Krishna conscious. Okay, I'm going to stop here and ask if any of you have any questions you'd like to ask or say anything. Anybody would like to say something or ask any question? For those of us who are here, please stay until 8 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, have some prashadam at 7, a little after 7, after we finish the Lord and Singer Dev's prayers. And at 8 o'clock, we have a very nice program here. We have a very wonderful singer here today with us. His name is His Grace Mahatma Prabhu. He is going to be doing the uh, uh, the, the singing today for Dharma Rastakam. Amazing personality. He's a spiritual master, very senior disciple of Srila Prabhupada, very knowledgeable teaches very nicely many great things, including very famous for japa retreats, uh, teaching people how to chant Hare Krishna nicely, chanting with love and devotion, like that. And uh, uh, so he's been here for a few days. One of our important devotees just got married on Thursday, and so he came for his uh, marriage ceremony. And uh, um, he's leaving tomorrow morning, but he's here today. If you want to talk with him, just after the meet, after that program, speak to him or something. He'll be happy to speak to you. Um, if we don't have any questions, we'll move on to the next part of the program. Yes, sir. Do we have a mic? Anybody? Can I, because this is actually recorded and uh, it goes out of this place as well. There are people from all over the world actually listen to these classes, so it's good for them to hear what the question is. I'll repeat the question in your case anyway, but go ahead, bro. Typically 20 to 30 years, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Very good. Very good question. 
So what happens in between those 20 or 30 or 30 or 40 years when you start really honestly feeling it yourself? It's a little like a flight, you know? When you get on a flight and it takes off, when you're mid-air, it doesn't look like the plane's moving much, you know? You sort of feel like, are we really moving, you know? Are we getting anywhere? And then when the plane lands, you realize you've come a long way on that flight, you know, like that. So it's a little like that. Uh, so, uh, so what are the markers that you feel? Some of the markers you're going to feel is that the degree of stress that you feel, right? Because we all feel very stressed in our lives. We have a lot of issues in our lives, difficulties in our lives like that. Actually comes down immediately. It starts, you start feeling you, you're making some progress. You're actually becoming a happier person and your difficulties are a little going away. It's a little like, if you think of your difficulties as a fan that's, you know, oscillating at full speed, it looks like the, it's slowing down now. It's not as great. So that's one thing that you'll feel. The second thing you'll feel is that things will happen in your life where you feel, this is a little unusual. This I wouldn't have expected this to happen in my life. Good things that will happen in your life that are unexpected. They're like little miracles that happen in our lives. Another thing that happens is that our friends recognize there's something changing about you, you know? feel like you're a better friend now. You're, you're getting, look like you're doing something that's making you a happier person, a better person. You also start making very good quality friends, you know, who you can talk to, can give you advice, who are already on the path and can give you markers themselves and say, you know, it'd be nice if you chanted one round of Hare Krishna. It'll help you. And then you chant and then you say, wow, I like that. Can I do two rounds now? You know, like that. Can I attend a Bhagavad Gita course like you've done? Can you attend, uh, can I attend the Bhakti Sastri course so I can learn more about like you've done? And then now this afternoon you were telling me, can we do the course after that, which is Bhakti Vaibhava? I mean, that shows that you are making progress, you know? That's your consciousness rising. As the consciousness rises, it actually loves things that are bigger and better. It's the nature of consciousness. The lower the consciousness, the more base things you love. The higher the consciousness, the more higher conscious items that you love. So you start noticing that you're getting better in terms of what you're looking for. In monetary terms, you know, $100 would have been very nice. Now it's more like $1,000 that's very nice. Then it's more like $10,000 very nice. Then it's like $100,000. It's a million dollars. It's a billion dollars. You know, it's like you keep going up in your standards. You see what I'm saying? So spiritually the same thing happens. So these are markers that are there. The reason we don't put hard markers is because some people don't reach a hard mark and then they feel they've failed. And Krishna doesn't want them to think that they've failed because he said, even if you try, I will give you great success. Unlike in this world, you know, if a, a boss hires you and, and he gives you some work and you say to him, I'll try to do the work, then what will he tell you? I'll try to pay you. You see what I'm saying? Whereas Krishna... I'll try to love you, Krishna. Krishna will say, oh, I'm going to give you some things that are way beyond amazing. Way beyond amazing. And more than that, Goranga Mahaprabhu is standing on the altar. On the left side, you'll notice there's Lord Nityananda and Lord Goranga. He's even more like that. And his brother, Lord Nityananda, is the most like that. He's like, if you just take my name once, Nitai, I will become your servant. I'll become like your genie and I'll do everything for you. <laughs> How wonderful is that? So, 
So this process has markers where you feel like I'm making progress. I'm sure you're feeling that too. At the same time, it's not what's important. What is important is that we love Krishna with all of our heart and soul. And that even a baby can do. I've seen babies come here and start murmuring in front of Krishna. You know? I've seen babies come here and they smile. And the mother thinks, you know, this baby doesn't smile so often, but he is smiling a lot. Something's happening between him and the Lord, you know? I've seen people come here who are totally against the idea of deity, for deity, you know, an idol, the deity like this, not idols, the deities. Completely against the idea, come here and they open their mouths like they drop their jaws and say, wow, what is this? And then they themselves come out with the statement, God is here. Because they feel the reciprocation from the Lord. So for us, the essence is to love Krishna. And that can happen instantaneously. Just like when someone falls in love with a person, is it a gradual process? Is it like it took years and years? No. Love is instantaneous. When it happens, it's instantaneous. Yeah, you may flirt for a while. Not flirt, I'm sorry. What is the word? Huh? You might what? Uh, I'm not catching the word. Not hearing as well. What's the word that they use? Oh, courting, yes. That's a good word. Courting, yeah, yeah, courting. Courting is the right word, yeah. You might court the person, which means, you know, you're working at it. But it's still not love. But when love happens, it's instantaneous at that time. Because that's love. So we can love Krishna instantaneously. What is, the, what's blocking us is our mind and our intelligence becoming contaminated with other ideas and things, and then Krishna is not interested. Krishna is a very jealous God. He wants you, you know, lock, stock and barrel. <laughs> he doesn't want your money. He's got billions of Lakshmis running after him. All billions of us are running after one Lakshmi, right? Billions of Lakshmi. So he's not interested in your money. He's interested in your soul. Not because with your soul will come the money. Not because of that. Some people think maybe that's why he does that. No. There's nothing to do with money. We've had poor people fall in rush. We live with rich people, poor with poor, rich with rich. Happens everything. Love happens everywhere. Doesn't have anything to do with money. If it has anything to do with money, it's not love. You see what I'm saying? So in the same way, the idea is Krishna wants us to love him dearly because he loves us dearly and he knows when we love him dearly, we will become happiest. Then we'll be in true reality and we'll become truly happy as opposed to false reality and then thinking we are happy and then most of the time dreading the fact that we have anxiety and depression and problems and issues and this and that and everything happening in our lives. You get the point? Does that make sense to you? Thank you. Anybody else? We still got four minutes. Yes, sir. Hare Krishna. Just tap tap the phone. Yeah, then it works better. So uh, you're saying that it takes like 20 to 30. Tap again, tap again. You tap it and hold it closer to you. First Can you tap it. Now? First tap it. Yeah, now bring it close to you. Now say. Is it okay now? Yeah, now it's okay. So you're saying that it takes like at least 20 to 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to raise the consciousness. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions. First is, have you arrived? 
because Sorry? I am assuming that you were doing this from like past 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. So first question is like, have you arrived? Have you arrived? Yes. And second question is, what is the end goal here? Is it to be happy? Okay. So what is the end goal here? Is it to be happy? Very good. Good questions. So first of all, what I said, what I meant to say, and sometimes in communication our words are not the best. If you follow the process that Prabhupada has given us, which is rising early in the morning, chanting Hare Krishna, you know, giving up eating fish, meat, fish and eggs, giving up gambling, giving up intoxication, giving up illicit sex like that, chanting Hare Krishna nicely like that, associating with devotees, you know, showing love to the Lord, then in 20 or 30 years you'll notice a marked change in your consciousness and you'll feel that I now naturally feel attracted to Krishna. I don't have to make myself do it naturally. Just Do you drive a car, by the way? Do you drive a car? Yeah. So when you first started driving the car, it wasn't natural, right? You had to think about it, you know, a little, to make sure things were happening. Today, you're probably not even thinking much about it while you're driving, right? It's happening quite easily. Practice makes perfect. You see what I'm saying? So in the same way, this practice, this process of associating with devotees, chanting the holy names of the Lord, you know, following the regulated principles, this, that, and the other, these actually help us and Prabhupada said, typically it takes 20 to 30 years. doesn't mean everybody will take 20 to 30 years. It's typical. But some people do it in in matter of just months and weeks and in years. Some people just don't finish in this lifetime. They come back to do it in another lifetime also. Some of us have been doing it in previous lifetimes and we didn't quite finish it. You see what I'm saying? So in this lifetime we get an opportunity to finish it off. You get the idea? So, So the idea is, it's the degree of sincerity that you have. How sincere are you? How much do you really want Krishna? How much do you really, how much are you truly involved in loving Krishna? How much are you a little faking it, you know, until you make it, like they say, fake it until you make it. So depending on your level of sincerity, the process will shorten or elongate. You see what I'm saying? But the fact that you started itself is a great, great, great boon. Because even if you fail after starting, Krishna gives very great boons. He gives you a life in a very wealthy family in your next life or in a family of transcendentalists. And before that, he allows you to go and visit the demigod world because obviously you didn't finish because you wanted to enjoy something. So he gives you to, takes you to a place of enjoyment. Lots of enjoyment. Come back, get, uh, you know, uh, get uh, uh, born in a very wealthy family that's very Krishna conscious. So you don't have to earn money or anything. You can just be Krishna conscious all your life. Or in a very transcendental family again who does the same thing. And then you finish off and go back to the spiritual world. Now how do you know you've arrived? You actually don't actually feel ever that you have arrived. Because your humility, your humility will increase. You will understand your failings better. You will understand why you're not being totally honest with yourself when you say you really love Krishna. You still do love to enjoy you know, a nice iPhone or a nice house or a nice car. Still looking for things in this world to enjoy, even though those things are not really going to give you enjoyment like Krishna is when he comes into your heart. You see what I'm saying? So as you become better at it, you still also learn that there are frailties that you have that you want to get rid of. Even the gopis in the spiritual world feel like they can do better. They never stop thinking they're going to do better. You see what I'm saying? So that feeling will come into you. So in that sense, you never really arrive. 
but you do feel you have arrived because you notice that you're spending a lot more time doing these things now. Before, you're spending five minutes a day or half an hour a day. Now you're spending five hours a day and ten hours a day. And then at some point you'll find you'll be doing it all day. And even in your dreams you'll be seeing Krishna. You'll be seeing things that are Krishna conscious, even Krishna himself in your dreams. You see what I'm saying? So then it's a bit, little bit better idea. There's a very nice devotee. His name is Mukundadatta Prabhu. Uh, very nice devotee. He comes here in Dallas once in a while because of the pandemic. He hasn't come recently. But he makes a very nice point, which is from the Vedas, from scriptures. He says, if in your dreams you see things that are Krishna conscious happening, that means you're becoming Krishna conscious. Because you will dream where you really are in your life. Then you'll, if you feel like in your dream something is happening that's frightening you, it's because in your real life you are scared of some things, you know? It is troubling you. And now in the dreams it shows up as well in the form of a snake or a tiger chasing you or something like that. Not that a snake or tiger chased you during the day, but some fear is haunting you, you know? And that fear comes in the form of a snake or, or, or a tiger like that in the dream. So dreams are quite indicative of where your consciousness is at during the day. Of course, at night as well. Because that's where your consciousness is. So a good uh, way to understand that I am becoming more Krishna conscious is to notice whether in my dreams I am being Krishna conscious in my dreams as well. The Krishna conscious dreams that are coming, you know, like that. Does that make sense? Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. All right, so we've now crossed the time. Uh, thank you all very much. Vanchakalpa, Thurubhischa, Kripasandhuve, Evacha, Patitanam Pavanebhya, Vaishnavebhya, Namo Nama, Anantakoti Vaishnava Brindaki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai.